What you are about to listen to could be dangerous for anyone wishing to live a normal, safe life at the end of a cheesy cul-de-sac. Back to Jerusalem podcasts are not made in sterile recording studios with professional DJs, but instead behind enemy lines with horrible acoustics, bad internet connections, and suspicious-looking coffee. Listening to Back to Jerusalem podcast could include unwanted side effects like selling your house, leaving your boring job, and uncontrollable desires to speak strange foreign languages. So buckle up, strap in, and hold on, because this is Fast Train, baby, to all those places your mother warned you about. And now, for your host, the man known for having a radio face, Eugene Bach, coming to you live on delay in 5, 4, 3, 2... Hello and welcome to another Back to Jerusalem podcast. I'm Eugene Bach, your host for this time, and I'm coming to you live on delay from somewhere within the borders of England. I'm still at an Assemblies of God conference where I've been doing uh, a couple podcasts together with the different people here, and today I have the unique privilege of being together with a brother that I've met. His name is Thomas uh, Thomas, really nice to meet you. Thank you. <laughs> Glad you're able to join us. Um, yesterday, or two days ago, we were sitting together. We were having lunch together. I'd never yes. met you before, uh, but you are a pastor. Could you just introduce yourself a little bit to our audience? I'm uh, Thomas Satiraja. Um, I'm doing ministry in London at the moment. Uh, we are doing church planting. Same time, we, we have the church in Sri Lanka. So 22 years, uh, um, I was in ministry in Sri Lanka. We planted the churches, uh, uh, Zone area. Um, I so you're a pastor now in London. How long have you been in, in London? Uh, since 2008. And since 2008. So you've been here for about seven, eight years. Yeah, so okay. Yes. And you, um, you're, you're coming from Sri Lanka. Yes, um, yeah. yeah, I came from Sri Lanka. And you've been doing ministry there for 22 years, you said? Yes, 22 years. Uh, we planted church, more than 47 churches. Uh, um, we planted from my own church. Uh, we look after nearly 120 churches, my wife and me, uh, Sri Lanka. We, uh, How did you become a Christian? So, it's a big story, but... Uh, we love big stories. <laughs> Um, I, I was in a half Hindu and Catholic background. Um, my dad is a rich person, educated person. Uh, then uh, we faced the war, ethnic war in Sri Lanka. I saw people uh, killing each other. So, um, you know, I'm Tamil. My wife's single. But those days uh, I'd married, you know, I'm so young. Uh, I saw the people, the killing, the young children and things. I thought I want to kill single people. I thought I want to attack the people. So I tried to, you know, go out of the country and take the training from India, you know, somewhere. And uh, So your background was a mixture between Hinduism and Catholicism. Now, who is Catholic and who is Hindu? My mom, uh, the Hindu background, my dad, the Catholic background. Okay. So then I thought I will come back and I will kill the people. So, so you wanted you were going to India to train to be a fighter. At that time, were you a Hindu? Were you a Catholic? Were you nothing? <laughs> I don't know about Jesus or love or anything. Yeah. So because only you know, I thought, oh, this is a Tamil or Singhala. Uh, you know, that's a uh, you know, people are doing. Yeah. 
but I don't know, you know, that those days because I'm not Christian. Yeah. But on the way, Jesus made my life. He said, uh, if you take um, training and if you kill the people, um, you will go to the hell. Hell is like ocean. So I thought, who is speaking? I don't know Jesus or anything. But something hold my life. That's a love. So I got the fear. I turned back. I told my friend. I went with my friend halfway. I said, I cannot come. Shall we go back? Then I went. Then uh, if I showed the story through my school friend, he said, uh, one of the pastors came from Colombo. So... Um, can you come and see? So, uh, and Colombo is the is the capital city. Capital city. Uh, I was, you know, in Trinco that time. Then um, I refused so many times. But the particular day, uh, we missed the bus, so I walked the front of the church. Uh, actually, that's not church. The pastor, uh, the lived those days in the small room. So he wanted to pioneer the church. So then, uh, you know, my friend, he said, you know, this is the place. Please come. So I went. My pastor, you know, now he went to the Lord, uh, he shared about Jesus. I saw the love of God. That love, they changed my whole life. Then, uh, you And you had been training for to be a fighter, so you had built up this kind of hate, this kind of idea of wanting to fight, and now you are being confronted with love, and you've seen love in this pastor, love like you've never seen before, and you wanted that in your own life. Amen. So early days, you know, so many things, ethnics, the bitterness and things. Uh, then God, the deal might go with my heart. He removed my sin. Then so many sicknesses. Uh, then uh, God changed my life. I married a single lady. <laughs> so The yeah. very people that you were training to fight, you found a beautiful one of them and she brought you in and, and you were married. Yes, I married my brother also, married a single lady. So we are mixed but then uh, we uh, got the opportunity. We planted a church among single and Tamil. It's a both. So, you know, thousands of people, they got saved through that. Wow. So you saw a thousand people get saved in this mixed church of two different groups that are there in Sri Lanka that don't necessarily get along. You saw about a thousand people come to Christ. Is that correct? Yes. You know, it's, uh, I don't want to say about like a Tamil or single. This is the nature of sin. That's the people need to understand. Yeah. It's a no ethnic, no language barrier. Yeah. So we are human. Yeah. But through the blood of Jesus, yeah. we are washed away you know, from the sin. We are clean. Yeah. Now we are in Christ. I, I, we, our identity is Christ. Yeah. Now we can carry his love to any ethnic groups or any people. Any. Yeah. So then uh, um, you know, we planted churches in Singhala and Tamil. I was worked with uh, armies and everybody. Top army officers and you know secret officers, more people they got saved. So you started working with the top army. You saw more people get saved. When we were sitting together, you showed me a video, and I found the video interesting because in that video you had family members who were outside singing, praying, worshiping God, and a group of Buddhists bring government officials with them. Is that right? Can you tell us about that? Um, still, my, you know, my mom and brothers, sisters and brother-in-laws, they all are in ministry. Full-time, they are pastors. Uh, they are preaching the gospel, you know, every village. 
they are Tamil, but they have the passion for the Sinhala people. So they went, they preached the gospel, you know, hundreds of people, they got saved. Then uh, Buddhist monks, you know, the Sri Lanka Buddhist monks, every village, they are the people control. So if you want to go and inside the village, you need to ask their permission. So if you, if you are not take the, their permission, you cannot enter the village. So that kind so of in Sri Lanka, because you know this is new information for a lot of people, especially in the West, that see Buddhists as being passive, peaceful, loving, accepting. This is the idea that we have built up in the West. But what you're saying is that in Sri Lanka, the people that have the most control are the Buddhists. And if you want to go into a village, you have to get the permission of the Buddhist monks of yes. that village. So, you know, I know my friend of mine, you know, he's a Tiron. Uh, you know, last month I prayed, you know, the Buddhist monks came, the uh, attack his church, they stopped the ministry. Same my sister and brothers, they went to preach the gospel, so Buddhist monks came uh, with a uh, medical doctor. When you say that they attacked his church, what did they do? Uh, they destroyed the churches, uh, they burned the Bibles. Uh, they so these monks... They, they, they destroyed the churches like they, they, they took out um, uh, hammers or sledgehammers or how did they destroy the church? You know, sometimes the government also, the background, they are helping. You know, otherwise they can't do these things, politics, political wise. And at the same time... And they're burning Bibles? The monks are setting the Bibles on fire? Yes. And um, uh, when I was in Sri Lanka that time, you know, more than 200 churches, they attack. More than 200. Wow. And when was that? Um, you know, two or three years ago. But now still they are doing. So the government changed, but people, they didn't change. You know, their culture never changed, you know. But we need to pray for Sri Lanka and pastors. Still they are going undergroundly, you know, like indirectly. They are government also supporting. But, you know, but still the pastors, they are suffering. So, um, and I'm so glad that you're here to tell us about this because in the West, we are mainly ignorant about this persecution. When we think about persecution, we often think about Islam. We think about communism. Uh, we think about uh, the things that we see in the news very often, but we don't think about receiving persecution from Buddhist monks. You know, this is the thing. Most of the Western people, they know about the capital of Colombo. You know, the Colombo is a different you know, media and things. But if you go interior places, so many pastors, they are going through the hard time, the persecution. But they are doing so many ministry, but it's not come from media or anything. Because the media only, you know, the capital. But they are not going everyone to interior places. And so a lot of people don't know that Colombo is the, the, the capital city. So even if they've been to Sri Lanka before, it may be that if they go to the capital, they don't see the real persecution that the people of the country outside of the capital city are seeing on a daily basis. Yes, of course. Uh, I know uh, my, one of the assemblies who got my friend uh, in the south, uh, Buddhist monks, so they came with a thousand of people, they attacked the church, they, you know, they damaged the churches. So this happened in everywhere in the rural area and some other very, not in the capital, some some other the capital area also indirectly, but out of the capital city, still they are doing these things. Wow! Because the I think is a majority of Buddhist people um, and Buddhist monks influence. 
the politician without them they cannot come to the politics that's the reason you know they want to satisfy them also but outside media they saying oh we love everyone you know we want to help everyone just word but inside is a different message going through that so the video that i saw um was your family members they were outside they were worshiping christ and then in comes buddhist monks and they were completely dressed in their in their in their uh, dress so they had i think it was is it was an orange or red uh orange. yeah so this it says this orange color garments that they that they wore they had the shaved heads and they had led the government officials in to tell your family to stop having church service outside and the reason i thought this was interesting is because they said we don't want to be like who yeah <laughs> you know this is a very interesting you know this you know the video they or by buddhist monks they download to the tu- you know youtube but is uh, you know god can do anything yeah. but you can see that video so many you know the people they testifying what happened through the gospel how they saved what's the benefit what they receive you know then you know what the buddhist monk the leader he said Oh, we don't want to see like a China, you know, China, go, you know, people are getting saved, you know, so many people are coming to the Lord. We don't want to see, you know, the same thing here. That's why we want to stop that. Yeah. This happened in the Horopotana, um, in Sri, you know, Sri Lanka, Horopotana area. Yeah. So God is so good, you know. So it was actually the government that posted it or was it the Buddhists that po- posted that video? You know, that video um i think buddhist uh, who somebody from that group they downloaded on youtube but they came with a buddhist monk and a medical officer and the grammar servitor and ds they all together they came so in case you didn't catch that let me go ahead and rephrase what was just said because i think it's absolutely phenomenal <laughs> that uh what is taking place in china is really shaking people around the world and what we see is that this thomas's brother and his family were outside praising god and buddhist monks had left led in government officials to stop the service and one of the things that they said while trying to stop it is that we want you to stop this service because we don't want what happens in what's happening in China to happen here what is happening in China is not going to happen here in Sri Lanka so that is amazing to me you know other things you know buddhist monks came with a government officer so medical officer doctor and this uh, divisional secretary they all they representing government so that means the government also against the church there their people came so how people can government can say oh we are not against the churches so they are the people you can see in the video they are the people that stopping <laughs> wow thank you so much for sharing that with us thomas if people want to know more about the ministry that you are doing either in london or in salonka how do they find out more about you so they can find uh, through the email address my email amn sati uh, s a t h i sati at @gmail.com okay great and do you have a website um yes um uh, www.gospel2.uk.org uh, uh, okay so www.gospel.uk.org what comes after gospel so dot gospel dot www.gospel.uk.org 
Oh, okay. So .uk.org. Okay, great. So www.gospel.uk.org. Great. Thank you so much, Thomas, for joining us. Again, this has been another Back to Jerusalem podcast. I'm Eugene Bach coming to you live on delay from somewhere within the borders of the UK. God bless you. There's a simple way for us to help ISIS victims. Drink tea. It's that simple. By drinking a cup of Back to Jerusalem Chinese tea, you will bring hope to the refugees displaced by ISIS. It is a healthy way to make a difference. So invite friends and family to your home for a Bible study around a warm pot of organic Chinese tea. Does your church have a cafe? Add Back to Jerusalem tea to the menu. All profits go to help ISIS victims in Iraq and Syria. My name is Jung, and I am an unashamed follower of Jesus Christ. It is considered quite dangerous for me to share the contents of this book, but these are stories that need to be told for God's glory and the encouragement of the church. So begins the extraordinary first-person account of a prominent leader of one of the largest underground churches in China. This dramatic true story is told in Back to Jerusalem's latest book, I Stand with Christ, by Eugene Bach. I Stand with Christ is a detailed account about a former Communist Party member who took a stand for his faith in Jesus and was targeted for prison, work camps, and torture. See how he goes from the prison cell of China's maximum security prison to leading one of the largest underground house churches of 10 million believers. Be amazed at this true story of suffering, sacrifice, and triumph. I Stand With Christ is available at www.backtojerusalem.com or where books are sold. <laughs>